0: She looks just like them girls in Vogue. I love the way she plays it cool. I think that she is beautiful. She's so lovely, she's so lovely, she's so lovely, she's so lovely. She's so lovely, she's so lovely, she's so lovely. She's, so lovely. she's pretty, a fixie She's got a boyfriend low and that's a pity. She's 30, turned 30 Ain't that the age a girl that's really dirty? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know How I'll we'll make it through this I don't know, I don't know, I don't know I love the way she bites her lip I love the way she shakes them hips I love the way she makes me drool I think that she is beautiful She's so lovely She's so lovely she's so lovely. Well, she's so lovely 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 A stunner I wonder Was she this bit when she was ten years younger Come see me Discreetly She said she's got a trickle or two to teach me I don't know I don't I don't know how to we'll make it through this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to we'll make it through this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think that you are lovely. I think that you are lovely. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how we'll make it through this I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how we'll make it through this I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how we'll make it through this
1: She's So Lovely. So hello and welcome. My name is Lara Hurd. It's just gone nine o'clock and this is the arts and culture show here at Pure West Radio. Thank you for joining me guys. Right so tonight we've got a little bit of a different show for you all. Um, Izzy who is one of our lovely presenters here at Pure West Radio from the drive time during the day is joining us to talk us through her top ten favourite songs ever, and I'm very much looking forward to it because Izzy is a fantastically creative, wonderful, beautiful lady, so I know her choices will be top-notch. Now just to give you a little bit of a warning Izzy and I will be discussing um, issues including suicide and suicide prevention and addiction so if you are affected by any of these issues uh, just be aware that we will be discussing them and um, at the end of the show we'll be giving out places where you can um, receive support for any of these issues. Coming up next, we've got Misty's Big Adventure with Where Do Jam Jars Go at Christmas on Izzy's request. It's a lovely, lovely song. And then after that, we'll jump straight in it with Izzy and go through her top ten favourite songs.
0: Uncle Gareth, where do jam jars go at Christmas time? Uh...
1: misty's big adventure with where do jam jars go at christmas that was a gorgeous little song Izzy. i feel like there's a story behind that one so we actually know some of the people who are from misty's big adventure they come and camp down in maffrey year, and a
2: quite an intricate part of the shakespeare in the bishop's palace that's been going on for 50 years now um however mm. once upon a time in a very long and distant
1: faraway land i had that as the theme tune to my <laughs> myspace page <laughs> as you do and then uh, <laughs> we're showing our age now talking about myspace but yes okay i, I went it. and checked this year though and it doesn't actually play the theme tunes anymore Aww. gone in the days of like scrolling down and just what did you have on yours Truly, it was some really hard drum and bass, and I can't remember what it was, but I know it was
2: absolutely. <laughs> I did
1: not expect this yeah, of you. Exceptionally dark drum and bass, it would have been that during that period phenomenal. of my life. Yeah, it's good fun. So moving on. Um, <laughs> As you may have noticed, I've got a guest in the studio with me today. Uh, it's Izzy from Drive Time, our Pure West Radio presenter. She's fantastic, and I cannot <laughs> wait to find out all about her top ten songs and to play her some of your dark and twisted drum vase please. <laughs> I'm saving that for the Christmas <laughs> Eve special. Okay. Yes. So, is, uh tell everyone about yourself. Uh, so, Izzy, pems born and bred.
2: Bit of a stint away in Manchester, um, but otherwise, yeah, Pem's born and bred. I've got halflings mm, as well one yes. of them's in secondary school now which makes me feel a lot older than the 31 years I am just um, turned mind you just turned. <laughs> yeah it was just apparently wisdom doesn't come with age though I mean who knew <laughs> Who knew? so as well as uh, co-presenting drop wave time with Bram sometimes literally sometimes not quite so <laughs> um, I also do the lunchtime limelight which is sort of our charity limelight which has been really nice to sort of collectively uh encompass loads of organizations across pems and sort of the ins and outs of what they do for the people of our county mm. um all in all just i think we'll probably come on to actually yeah. to that later later on a yeah, little bit sure. as to how it's changed uh, how it's helped my view of Pembrokeshire and mm-hmm. have west especially to evolve over the last few years yeah um but no i started when the radio station did mm-hmm. but before that uh, I've got a little bit of background in, in youth work, and that for a little bit but primarily uh, over the last few years now I've been vice chair to an amazing, amazing local charity called Advocacy West Wales who mm. support and provide advocates for people struggling with their mental health. Mm. And I am a ch- mental health champion for Time to Change Wales. Yes. So I get to travel the whole country uh, giving delivering presentations mm. on stigma and discrimination surrounding mental health to people for different businesses yep. and events and things like that. And then also get to go into schools and do sort of an awareness raising slash suicide prevention mm. slash all sorts of... Um, and yet hoping to be doing something similar with papyrus in the near future as well Mm.
1: that's absolutely amazing is i'm really looking forward to hearing all about that in a bit i'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about it are we yeah i'd say it's probably going to be centering around mental health sort of stuff today excellent good i'm happy that we're going to be talking real talk to be honest it's nice to hear people be very very straight on the show (laughs) we're gonna try it's probably (laughs) gonna be interlaced with
2: giggles and huh Uh -huh, i mean if we can leave you at 11 o'clock just wondering away
1: going what even was that (laughs) then i think that we'll have achieved what we came here to do right absolutely brilliant (laughs) right so i think i'm gonna choose a song from episode four we'll play it um have a little listen there and then we'll jump into your top 10 favorite songs fantastic awesome let's do it
3: Through the garden rows With the bare feet laughing I never learned To count my blessings I choose instead To dwell in my disaster I walk on down the hill Through grass grown tall and brown And still it's hard somehow To let go of my Just the busted back of that old and rusted Cadillac that sinks into this field. These cutthroat busted sunsets These cold and damp white mornings I have grown weary If through my cracked and dusted downstore lips I spoke These words out loud Would no one hear me Lay your house across the Let fall the flowers from your hair And kiss me with that country mouth so plain Outside the rain is tapping on the leaves To me it sounds like they're applauding us The quiet love we've made Will I I looked my demons in the eyes, laid bare my chest, and said, "Do your best, destroy me." You see, I've been to hell and back so many times. I must admit, you kind of bore me. Well, there's a lot of things that can kill a man. There's a lot of ways to die. Yes, and some already dear little walk beside me There's a lot of things I don't understand Why so many people lie It's the hurt I had that fuels the fire inside
1: Was Ray Lamontaine there uh, chosen by Diana Brooke in episode 4 lovely little track I think really nice song it's gorgeous isn't it yeah yeah really good one of my favourite games is to go back through the archives and choose songs that have already been played oh I'm really excited that (laughs) mine gets to be added on into that now actually so coming up next now we've got your first of your top 10 favourite picks tell me what it is I love the way that you say 10 (laughs) as though we haven't extended
2: it to like 13 (laughs) and a Christmas song (laughs) and a Christmas song as well so the first one that we're going to do and it's Purely because it's one of my all-time favourite songs. Excellent. There is no inspiration, nope. rhyme, or reason behind it. It's just one of my favourite songs. Excellent. Um, it's just <laughs> there is a, a funny banger. story
1: to go with it,
2: though. I like stories. Yeah, please. <laughs> so um, this has been one of my favourite tracks since I was about seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from sort of the new metal era by an American band yep. who came over five five years ago. I think I went to see them in Cardiff. Okay, and there was a venue change last minute, so it ended up being a really really quiet gig and uh, Chessie one of my most beautiful and favorite people Mm. was there with me and she asked one of the guitarists to take a photo of us with the support band not realizing who they were and that they were out in the crowd with us. Uh, until he came on stage, that was a little bit of an embarrassing <laughs> moment for us. But we thought it was hilarious, absolutely <laughs> hilarious. um Just the fact that we didn't a- that we asked him to hold a phone and take a photo, and then didn't ask to get one with him immediately after. <laughs> like you could see that happening on his face, but we couldn't translate it into what until going he yet? appeared on the stage. Yeah, penny drops um, But there were other guitarists actually messaged me the next day to say how want- we were chatting to them all after yeah. the show, and they asked if we wanted to go party with them in the bus. Nice. But I was designated driver. Ah. It was very 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 Sober designated driver, yeah, and uh, we'd all been working all day and we had to get back. A yeah. few of us had kids to get home ah, to, and so we turned down a chance to party with American Head Chad, <laughs> who are, of course, the artists that created this next track and my very first, just so you know. <laughs>
1: American Head Charge there, Izzy. That was pretty intense. I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad that you did. <laughs> I really did. It's a really lovely song to introduce people who aren't that familiar yes. with the new metal genre yes. too. And I'm pretty sure that might be the first new metal song I've actually had on the show. Oh, fantastic. In so, case yes. <laughs> you get that badge. Oh, heck yeah. That's that's a really cool one to have. I'm proud of that. Awesome. So the next songs are from the nineties. Yes, um, potentially about your childhood. Is that where we're going with this one? Yeah. Okay. So when I was really, really
2: little, uh, before sort of mental health caught up with me, I was a bit of a child prodigy, mm. um, and I'd when I was in year. Four, Five. Mm. Uh, my mum saw an advert for a local private school that were ad- advertising scholarships oh, cool. for children going into year 7 yeah. and my mum rang them up and went oh my daughter's way too young but she'll ace your scholarship exam <laughs> and they were like no no we couldn't possibly and she was just like I'm telling you now she's gonna, <laughs> she will smash your exam yeah. and they're like oh it's stuff that children don't usually learn until year 6 and mm. she's like oh she's had an advanced curriculum for years she's been a pain to all the teachers yeah. <laughs> Like having to accommodate her learning when it's yeah so much fizz than the rest of the class so they let me go and do it and I had a scholarship and nice. so for the first two oh. years of year six yep. um, I was travelling every day then from St David's to Saundersville oh, on mission. a bus wow. which, which was mental yeah. for a, for a ten year old that's, that's far to be going from you know before mm-hmm. leaving for school before seven in the morning and not getting home until after six at night Oof. and then having an hour of prep or homework
1: mm-hmm.
2: as it would be called in the outer world
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, so I did that before I started boarding and that's sort of really when everything started to uh, go downhill and all the other gnarly bits started to pick up yeah. but from that specific time w- before I did yeah. start boarding which everything was absolutely amazing and just intensely pretty pretty good again I was finally living yeah. with my mum again which is yes. something massive for a 10 year old girl after mm. spending years apart from her yeah um and two of the songs that I remember hearing from them but always I can't help but have happy feels mm. when I hear them go on mm. and I get all like goosebumps from yeah. are these two so we're gonna have a little bit of brand uh, bram Brandf- fan 3000 and Amazing. um Bob Marley versus funk stargia <sighs> Lux please
1: that's a real treat let's listen Radio for pembrokeshire from pembrokeshire
3: hi my name is stereo mike
4: yeah we got three tickets to the brand
5: van concert happening this monday night at pacific palisades but uh, you can all in if you uh want to answer a couple of questions um uh, mainly what is todd's favorite cheese uh,
4: jackie just called us and said what's the
3: Day. Yeah, Todd, this is liquid. Ding it, dinga. I want those three grand band tickets, man. Todd! He's alive,
5: I'm alive! Time. I woke up again this morning with the sun in my eyes. When Mike came over with a script surprise, a mafioso story with a twist. My two old fool, Julie. You are here to get your
0: ass out of bed. He said I'll explain it on the way, but we, we need nothing—absolutely need nothing. nothing. So we need
3: nothing.
4: Tans out of menace again, blaring out
5: the G-funk, sipping on juice and Just me and.
1: In LA there I love that track that is such a good choice I got so excited when you said that <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, it's an absolute classic right so your next song choice uh yeah this is a bit of a weird one so
2: um it's it's oh a sort of one that's followed around with various groups of friends um i first heard it in the randomest of places but there's only certain people when you put it on go Mm. oh my god it's that song yeah yeah um it's come to my knowledge now as well that it's quite a a coming of age tune for anybody that sort of grows up in the st david's peninsula wicked um
1: also it's by a bit of a running theme i know you right i know this is the third show bearing in mind i've probably only done 10 yeah a third of my shows i've had um a a dispatch song in them. I know, I'm really happy to add to yeah, this as well. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. I was so excited after the first one to see a dispatch song in the yes, system. Yep.
2: Um, but this is going to be a new one that awesome. I don't, that has not been played on Pure West Radio ever before.
1: Nice. I'm excited. I'm excited as <laughs> well. So um,
2: the story of this one goes to I'm trying to link this into uh, things that are going to sort of link into what inspires me for the rest of them as mm-hmm. as we go through mm-hmm. the show. Um, but sort of a massive massive part and a key foundation stone i think probably of, of who i am and what mm. i do is the advo- is advocating for mental health yeah um i might not be a guy but i totally get the whole thing about um suffering in silence yes because yeah, i yeah. didn't really tell anybody about my mental health i mean i was first diagnosed when i was 14 years old mm. And started going for therapy up in cams yeah uh spent quite a bit of year 11 actually in hospital uh, after a suicide attempt Uh, but didn't tell anybody uh didn't sort of come clean about Mm. this dirty little secret that i felt i had i mean the only thing that like my mum didn't really believe in mental health at the time and Mm -hmm. kept on insisting that the doctors retest for different things so it was really really sort of hard to adjust and the only thing that i'd ever heard about these mental health things was media misrepresentation yes so like had ridiculous headlines about psycho this yeah, and then yeah, yeah. like sort of overplayed and not accurately portrayed storylines yeah. and soaps and things yeah. maybe the odd one in a film you know mm. one flew over the cuckoo's nest and as a 14 year old child yeah suddenly being sort of backed in with all of this it was absolutely i'm allowed to swear this time of day you I? are We're absolutely PM. fucking terrifying mm. and i was just so um like almost frozen in fear at the mm. thought that people would know and people would find out yeah that i had this diagnosis and mm. it was very much so i'd overcompensate back for it uh-huh. thoroughly <laughs> um i know even like 13 years later when i finally came clean about my mental health and mm. how long i'd been struggling for and that i just struggled a few times with suicide and things like this um everyone was so surprised mm. you know when people hear about this strong, like you hear about people losing their strong friends yes. and apparently that i was the example of. That that's that's now mm, used. Mm. Um I've got to stop moving around on this chair. Oh, squeaky squeaky <laughs> chair.
1: To the moon a bit, squeaky chair. Uh, so it
2: was really, really sort of a very difficult thing to yeah. go through as sort of coming of age mm. and before turning fifteen. A, like
1: a, that's it, that age as well is that is just oh the worst age anyway and then with everything else on top of it and i
2: think like as things get sheared around now in modern day and you see stuff about like always being the the people that have suffered the most are the ones that try and keep everyone happiest or, Absolutely. or related yeah. to comedy and things yeah. like that because yeah. you know how truly awful it is to to feel that terrible mm-hmm. um so yeah and this is sort of a, a song that i very much got into i discovered it when i was 15 mm-hmm. and i've uh, associated by it with so many people that i get asked to play it if i'm seen with the guitar because they all think that i can play it but it's not so this is uh, the general by dispatch awesome let's listen
4: decorated general with a heart of gold That likened him to all the stories he told Of past battles won and lost and legends of old A seasoned veteran in his own time On the battlefield he gained respectful fame With many medals of bravery and stripes to his name He grew a bit as soon as he could to cover the scars on his face And always urged his men on But on the eve of a great battle with the infantry and dream The old general tossed in his sleep The blessed with its meaning he awoke from the night To tell what he had seen and walked slowly out of his tent. All the men held tall, with their chests in the air, with the courage in their blood and a fire in their stare. And it was a gray morning, and they all wondered how they would fare. So the old general told them to go home. He said, I have seen the others, and I have discovered that this fight is
0: not worth fighting. And I've seen their mothers, and I well know. Follow me where I'm going So Take a shower and shine your shoes You got no time to lose You are young man. you must be living Take a shower and shine your shoes You got no time to lose You are young man. you must be living
4: But the men stood fast with their guns on their shoulders Not knowing what to do with the contradicting orders The general said he would do his own duty, but he extended no further The men could go as they pleased But not a man moved, their eyes gazed straight ahead Till one by one they stepped back and not a word was said And the old general was left with his own words echoing in his head He then prepared to fight, he said I have seen the others And I have discovered That
0: this fight is not worth fighting No, and I've seen them others, and I will no other to follow me where I'm going, so Take a shower and shine your shoes, you got no time to lose, you are young man, you must be living Take a shower and shine your shoes, you got no time to lose, you are young man, you must be
4: go now you are forgiven go now you are forgiven go yeah go now you are forgiven go now you are forgiven go now you are forgiven go go now you are forgiven
0: go now you are forgiven go now you got to begin to begin to
1: Dispatch, though, another really banging tune, isn't Th- it? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what I'm supposed to say? You're welcome. Thank you. I <laughs> don't <laughs> you know. I could listen to Dispatch all day long. Yeah, I think I agree. I'm glad you've added that one to my repertoire. And look, so many repertoire. people haven't
2: heard of them as well. So mm-hmm. if you really liked it, go and check out their other stuff. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. And you can devour it. It's phenomenal. Nom nom nom. <laughs> nom 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 nom
1: nom nom Okay, so m- n- the next song's coming up. Um, which are... Which one should we do first? David Gray or...? Um, I think we're actually going to do Don McLean Vincent first. Nice, okay.
2: okay so, um, as I touched on briefly a minute ago, I was 15 when I first attempted suicide. Um, and it was in sort of the days following where um, this, like... My main male role model, mm. um who I now call Dad, but at the time was Sandy, the evil demon that took my mother away from me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, took me out for a cigarette, and we sat on a bench outside with the bish and had this massive heart to heart. Yeah, where he told me that if I would just allow him to be a parent to me, that he wouldn't ever go anywhere. Mm. And of course, like oh, there'd been sort of a lot of upset and a lot of being passed from pillar to post. Like okay. I never lived with anyone for a continual eight years until Evie turned eight. Yeah. Um, Um, so yeah it was just sort of it was something that I didn't really believe in Mm. Um, and he just like promised me that if I just would allow him to be a parent that he wouldn't go anywhere and he wouldn't abandon me and and none of this would happen Um, and he played this song to me and he said that it, it reminded him of me in some really strange wistful way in knowing that it was about like a song from the past about something so much even more in the past yeah Um, But he used to sing uh, it to me if I was getting stressed out, he'd just like sing it (laughs) it to calm me down a little bit. But also then, um, when I was a bit older and I came out of hospital, uh, my mum got my sister to, uh, well, I'm assuming that Mm -hmm. it was under my mum's influence, um, but I'd just come out of hospital. My sisters didn't know why I'd been in hospital Mm because they were still too young. Um, But I came out and I was presented with... um, this rendition of Vincent van Gogh's Starry Starry Night that they had done oh, um, for me yeah. um, without really sort of knowing what the link was. Yeah. So yeah um, Dom McLean Vincent has been quite a heavy uh, go-to track or it used to be. Yeah. Not so much now I don't mm-hmm, think because mm-hmm. I think it's definitely uh, been outgrown um, mm-hmm. but but yeah I think that dad sort of uh, associated that with like demons and, mm-hmm. and artistic people and, and suicide obviously so yeah. So, yeah, uh,
1: super important track Um, for you.
2: Yeah, and then after that, we're going to listen to Sail Away by David Gray. Um, I was given a a signed copy of the David Gray White Ladder album because mum and dad had gone to um peter gray david gray's dad's party because he's from st david's right yeah and he had um he was really poorly Mm -hmm. um and he knew that he was on his last Mm legs. so he threw a big party where all of his friends got together in uh the rugby club in st david's yes and david gray played and they knew that i'd be really cross (laughs) so they got me a signed album awesome um but we actually played sail away at dad's funeral yes So it's a big one. So while we are sort of encompassing um, dad, obviously, like I I mentioned, funeral, it was 10 years now last Mm. month since we lost dad. Um, So it was only five short years that he was actually in my life for, but Mm -hmm. he was such a powering force and like a moral compass. Yeah. And I love now how I'll, even now, I'll hear new stories from new people of Mm -hmm. him and the things that. that he would do or say mm-hmm. and like how other people like speak of or remind say that they are rem- the things that they do remind them of I him awesome. which is really really nice yeah um obviously as well uh last year um harry price came in and we mm-hmm. did a mental health week special where yes we talked about different topics of mental health each day for drive time mm-hmm. and she came in and we did a an ep- a very very beautiful episode of bereavement where we were talking about mm. um having lost losing our fathers at a really young age mm. um and ironically they actually knew each other no way oh. <laughs> uh, which okay. um quite quite well because they were both like st david's men yeah um but yeah so uh, even though he was only sort of uh, a force but also being 20 and sort of losing your um both the people who are owned who uh, yeah. uh, uh, your main parental forces in yeah. such a short space of time because obviously he died um he went into hospital and died like five, six days later, but he mm. went in the same day that my nan came out oh, from having his me. stroke. Yeah. So it was a lot to cope with at only yeah. 20 years old. But yeah. we will talk about that in a little while. Of course, awesome. these two. Fabulous. Let's have a listen.
6: Starry, starry night. Paint your palette blue and grey. Look out on a summer's day.
7: Spinning round inside my head get some explanation here by the way some people are how did it ever come so far Uh sail away with me honey my
1: there and then followed with David Gray gorgeous g- it was gorgeous it was gorgeous tracks so um yeah okay we're gonna get a little bit a little bit serious now I think are we yeah so uh,
2: being only 20 when mm. uh, I sort of lost my two moral compasses and my main ones especially mm. um, in dad's uh, like literally so close to um, Nan coming out of hospital she'd had um,
1: a stroke that what side of the brain is it that's usually affected oh now there's i don't know the answer to that uh, but whichever
2: know. one that is usually affected with a stroke that affects your mobility
1: yeah she's had a sh-
2: um, her clots have been on the other side of the brain so it mm. affected her speech i see but she was always very very good with the words of wisdom mm-hmm. obviously i'd lived with her for a couple of years as well when i was growing up yeah and had lived with it on a- several occasions since then um, but she was sort of always the safe space to mm. go to. And then it was really difficult because, um, like, it was... I, I really, really struggled with it. Um, and I know that people then struggled with how I struggled with it because mm. they thought that I could be really influential in, in helping her and being a reason for her to to find words again. Yeah. Um, but I really struggled because I found it was like visiting a ghost in the shell. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of things that happened immediately after um dad dying as well at the funeral and stuff that really brought up huge complications mm. and a lot of stuff that needed to be unboxed and unpackaged yeah. that didn't sort of really get the opportunity to be done so until about six years later mm-hmm, in therapy mm-hmm. like despite sort of being in in therapy on and off since being 14 it was something that i didn't feel I was comfortable enough to speak about until I was about 25 or 26. Um, So when I'd first uh, lost Dad, uh, I was just terrified of going home terrified mm. of being sort of anywhere near have rest and I um, struggled a lot uh, I put my name on the list for bereavement counselling mm. and there was such a huge waiting list even yes. even then back in 2009 and while I was waiting for support um, I was really really struggling with sleep I wasn't managing to sleep at all because mm. every time that I put my head on the pillow I was having nightmares mm. about walking in Um it's one thing losing a parent but it's another thing being the one that walks in sees them on a morphine driver when they're trying to pretend that everything's fine yeah and being so young and having to ring up a few different people before somebody will believe you that your dad is dying mm. and can they please contact your siblings because you know it doesn't matter what he says he's gonna die and that you're not just being sort of usual over dramatic is he mm-hmm. and that's that's not the case mm-hmm. um so yeah it was really like having had a work experience like days before that where i'd had my first dealt with my first morphine driver so yeah. i've been really so like thoroughly and carefully talked through the the whole thing of a morphine driver yes yeah um but no uh they were just didn't believe me. Yeah. You know, and it, my mum just was just like, just thought I was being totally over the top <laughs> mm. and was very, very blase about it and just um but no so every time i fell asleep i was having these really genuinely horrific nightmares Mm, so mm. i started going to extreme measures to Mm. not sleep and so i fell into uh, the evil clutches of the addiction demons Mm. and just struggled to do anything i could to what was actually in my mind to keep going yeah yeah um but and I mean, it's it's something really strange that I've never actually struggled with suicide within months and months of taking any substances. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's it's sort of a really surreal crutch mm. to have, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, I was I was absolutely terrified of going to sleep. So. Yeah.